Did you know, Dylan, that dirt is just matter in the wrong place? And thought is mind in the wrong place. Therefore, mind is matter and thought is dirt. big the eagles are <laughs> yeah apparently not. for like people like one generation behind like my mom who grew up with like michael jackson like for the one generation mm. before that the eagles were everywhere right and it was like but you don't hear the eagles now right no one became musicians because they were inspired by the eagles <laughs> like they're not part of the musical pantheon, pantheon yeah. but Michael Jackson is. Yet they outsell, and it's, and and do it, they really? Yeah, they oh, they, they like surpass Thriller in album sales, and it's like I don't believe that, but whatever. Apparently, that's the case. I just started recording. That's pretty wild. It's nuts, and I was like, we I've gotten into some arguments about. <laughs> Like, about, I don't... Uh, about facts that I am wrong about. But I'm just saying, like, I don't want to believe right. that that is the case. <laughs> That's funny. I started watching Riverdale. Oh, fuck! Oh, yeah. Whoa! Shit. What a bombshell! Yeah. Whoa! Bombshell. How far are you... What, what's happening? I'm, like, four episodes in. Oh, a lot has happened. no idea. It's so much has happened. It's a show's worth of information in one episode. Yeah. Um. I think the last thing I remember... I don't even remember season one, so yeah, you could just... I don't know. I just watched it, so you could say information, and I'll know that it happened, not when it happened. I finished season three. Oh, good. Very recently. I'm still trying to get through. I think I'm one episode before rewatching season one, finished starting my season two. Okay, anyway, go ahead. I don't know. The teacher left... I okay. Think. Oh. Yeah, it's like right. It's like, and I'm like, this is the fourth. Jesus. Christ. Wait, really? That's the fourth episode? Or okay. Like the third, like the end of the third or something. Like it's crazy. I remember when that episode aired. Uh-huh. Um, Cole Sprouse, earlier in the day before it came out, uh, tweeted a picture of him throwing a stool into a swamp, and uh, <laughs> it was on the stool. It said, "Miss Grundy." holy shit and then on him it was like me and and then he was like something to look forward to tonight nice and it was him like yeeting the fucking stool into a that's so funny that's kind of awesome and i was like oh that's amazing because it paid off in the episode yeah um yeah i don't know what's happening like is it so much happens in that show is it not one of the most insane things you've ever watched though yeah you think it's uh, crazy Betty, now? Betty coming out like the th- like uh, <sighs> when she had the black hair, the black wig, the dark, Betty, yeah. and I'm like, well, oh, this feels like a David Lynch movie. Feel be ready for them to reference that in every episode. Oh my god, for like the rest of the show. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's her entire character arc. Is that um like okay. pretty much? I'm not gonna spoil anything, but I read a. Re- I don't care about spoilers for this show because uh, I'm not gonna spoil. It depends. It, I don't care. I read a recap for uh, for a thing that happened in season four. Ooh. involving Betty, it's fucking insane. There are some things in season three involving Betty, involving every character yeah. that, like, if you had told me when I was watching season one, I would say, shut the fuck up, that is not real. But even stuff that happens in season one, if you told someone who hasn't seen the show, would be like, no. Yeah, like, it starts crazy. I'm, yeah, I'm already at that <laughs> point. Like, just the fact that, like, immediately, uh, Archie, our main character, is in a relationship with his teacher yeah. is, like... 
Wow, starting off I, on a weird I, fucking so, foot, huh? It's so fucking quaint that you just said that that was the, <laughs> the wildest thing. Like, oh yeah, Archie. The fact that you said Archie, our main character, is oh, fucking yeah. wild. Well, ostensibly, he's, <laughs> he is you know. ostensibly the main character. He is, but like, there <laughs> a lot, I hear. Yeah, he sure does. Who is the main character? It's my. It's Betty it's, is the best. Like, um, I don't know. Like, there isn't. It's it's Archie is. The main character, I suppose, it's it's really a true ensemble. There's not right. one main. Um, Jughead is kind of like a big character. Betty in, and uh, and Archie are like the three hmm. characters we spend the most time with. I think. Yeah, Veronica um, gets some stuff to do. Veronica gets a lot to do, but we don't really f- spend time in her point of view as much as we do with everybody else. Dan, I have to ask a question. Yeah. How much did you hate every time Veronica dropped a movie reference? It was pretty. Oh. It's it's awful, right? It's a little bit of like a punch she to the balls. She does time. it yeah. all the time. But I Riverdale is like her a, dialogue is nothing but movie references. Her, which doesn't make any sense for her character. It doesn't. Yeah. Why wasn't Jughead doing that? You I don't know? know. The Riverdale is such an interesting thing to me because I. Sometimes I feel like I hate every second of it. Yeah, like, I never I don't, do. I, don't I love if, it all the time. No, but I love it because yeah. I'm watching it and I'm audibly going like rolling my eyes, <laughs> groaning, like like moving around on my seat, like oh this sucks. And I have I, like a, I, a feeling in my stomach when I watch it. Where I'm like, this isn't correct. <laughs> like but it's, it's not so good. It's How, just... What do you think of uh, Cheryl Blossom? Oh, uh, she's kind of amazing. Kind of the best yeah. character in the show. I don't, well, Dean, she's the like, Oscar of. Uh, she no, that's what I was just Oscar, gonna say. Yeah. Like, Dean, I I knew you were gonna ask me that because of course she's your favorite character in that entire show. She's like kind without of a doubt the best. When she started talking, my first thought was, well, this is Dean's favorite character because <laughs> she's the worst. Yeah, right? she's a piece of shit redhead who is, stirs trouble with everyone. Oh, I wonder if Dean would like that. Yeah, yeah. she's the Oscar of. Yeah, of she's Riverdale. Oscar. She goes places. Uh, I don't know. Already, she's like part of the team, sort of. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. like she's the fifth member, yeah. really. But she's like, she's a. But like she's... two episodes ago, they were going scorched earth on her ass or something, like <laughs> yeah. verbatim. She's just, like the uh, anti hero yeah. like, yeah. character that sort of is in the team sometimes, sort of is. Right, but others. it's just. At, right, I think the last thing I saw was her, like, in the back of the pickup watching. Uh, whatever in the, at the drive-in yeah, she just so it's the, just like oh, yeah what the f- okay the, 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 she's like at least in the full first dark season. no stars was that like the mode they were going in to yeah. like get the guys with the fucking book <laughs> no stars it's like jesus Christ. every episode is a is a is like a deep cut movie reference yeah or for the most part um like the cheryl thing she leaves and rejoins the team like tw- like once an episode both yeah. of those things. Every time, every it's, every episode. It's insane. Um, I don't I don't know how much of a spoiler it is, but I do want to tell you. <laughs> okay. It's not really there. Yeah. By season three, Cheryl is, um, it almost exclusively played as the the heavy. Interesting. Yeah, hmm. she gets a. Superhero like outfit. <laughs> okay. Yeah, she she get and then and then they do something with her that I think as I can't ever see uh, her being redeemed after something that she does. But they're going to. But they will in like two minutes. Like right. there's a couple of stuff that a lot of the characters do in season three, 
where I'm like, oh, I don't like them after they've done that, like, empirically. But, right. like, but then that's where the show starts. Like, they're all, they, he's every, a 16-year-old banging the teacher, and we're supposed to give a shit about whether that can... Fuck this! What no, is, Archie is the worst character yeah. in Riverdale. He fucks, like, everybody. He... I don't like him as a character. I don't really enjoy a lot of the times <laughs> that we're focused on him. But uh, he is, I guess, the main character... Do you do you get what what we were saying when we said that the show, like everything in it seems so thought out and like, like all the yeah, dialogue seems so bad on purpose that you almost can't be like it's bad. It's like no, because it's put on its armor. It's like trying to do that. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it all feels pretty purposeful. I was I was telling Dan there was time. There's times where you you think you're watching a full episode and then it cuts to the main credit yeah, literally that's like, what happened oh, no seriously i think like we st- we had like 5 minutes left of one episode you, and then we finished it so you it. thought well no we, oh, it was it literally was. like okay we just got to finish this and then the next episode started and it hit the credits and i'm like wait that was a whole episode like i genuinely <laughs> thought we were at the end of an episode and then the credits and then hit, it's only 10 minutes in and it was in. 8 minutes and 20 seconds in and i'm like oh, no <laughs> No. Yeah, like the like the the cold opens yeah. are full episodes of television. Yeah, and then the rest of the episode happens. You're it's like another full f- episode of television. Yeah, and you're it's, like, what the fuck happened? It's insane. They load that show so much with like twists and plot that yeah, yeah, like there's end of episode reveals at the beginning of episodes, yeah. and it's crazy. It doesn't stop. It's it's that's the show. It doesn't stop. Ever. Yeah, it does not. It's, it does not slow up. Season two. I think it slows up a little bit. Okay. Season two, like, there's a point where there's a lot of disparate sort of plot lines that kind of ramble a little bit. But then season three, I think, also has equally a, uh, the amount of plot lines, but they're all turned up to, like, 19. Yeah, I hear level. season three gets buck-fucking wild. <laughs> it's honestly the most insane season of television <laughs> I think I've ever seen in my life. It's crazy. It's crazy because it's not even like a show like Twin Peaks. Yeah. It, like, it, it feels sur- it feels like it's supposed to be real. Right. <laughs> it's know? Archie. It's yeah. Riverdale <laughs> character. <Archie. laughs> it should show. be a fun sitcom. Like, Archie should be best uh, as yeah. a sitcom. Right. But it is not. It is a a, a Twin Peaks esque murder mystery cavalcade of crazy. It's, it's amazing. Insane. All the adult, the adult cast in that show is fucking wild. Uh, everyone's yeah. great. I uh, love, yeah. Every time uh, one character appears, and I'm like, oh look, it's the father of Jungle Boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, come on. Um, uh, and then what's her face from Twin Peaks is in it? Oh yeah, Imagine and Amic is like is, great. Is wonderful in that show and um, crazy and, and uh, so insane. Far. Yeah. Um. In season three, uh, Gina Gershon uh, joins the cast. Does she? Yeah. Sweet. And she is really fun in that show. That's a good show for her. Yeah. Who else is in season three? Who who plays the um? Oh, um, kind of like the main bad guy. What's his name? He was the he was the the, he was the shitty uh, he was the shitty misogynist cop in Agent Carter. He was like the dude in the in the. SRS, whatever. Yeah. Who's like SSR? SSR. Yeah. Who's like I don't like you here. And he's kind of a dick. Chad Michael Murray. Yes, yeah. Chad Michael Murray. He's in it. In season two. Oh, nice. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Shit. That's gonna yeah. be cool. Uh, there's great stuff. It's it's fucking it's crazy. It's it's <sighs> I love Daffodil. Did we do the? Did we start the show? No, we did not. Hello, friends. 
Didn't we? Didn't we do this? No. This is it. Came from a patron, where we take the Basement Kingdom suggestions for movies, media, and more. Do a whole review of whatever you tell us to experience. I'm Dean. He him. Uh, I'm Dan. He him. I'm Roxy. She her. Um. Welcome, all you lovely patrons, for our bonus episode where we have watched, uh, four rooms. This year. Miramax Films takes great pride in extending to you an advance invitation to celebrate New Year's Eve at the Monsignor Hotel, where a dozen of the most unusual guests ever will check in. We have reservations. And a lone bellhop named... Dead. On his first day on the job. All you have to do is hold the fort. And the night's cake. Okay. Is in for the night of his life. Okay, Ted, what's the problem? I haven't got a problem. I've got problems. Plural. My children are staying here tonight watching TV. Get a bottle of dinner. If something happens to my children, they wouldn't want to be you. The five of us are a coven. A coven of witches. An oven full of witches. A coven of witches. Tell me that's not a face you can trust. I can't handle this hotel by myself. Are you saying my wife cheats on me? I've got to get out of here. We want you to. I am not going to cut off Norman's little. Hell of a night, huh, Ted? Four rooms. the 1995 film uh this was suggested to us by woody woody tier rank mike wood friend of the show i don't know what he's a um roach peddler roach peddler yeah roach peddler Michael, we only have two Michael. people who aren't roach peddlers it's okay. um cobweb collector and cole and spider monarchy nice nice, nice, nice. Yeah. um um <laughs> um this was written and directed by the cavalcade of directors Two of whom you'll probably never have heard of before. Allison they... Anders mm-hmm. and Alexander Rockwell. They have done basically nothing else that mm-hmm. I know of. Nothing in the popular lexicon, I believe. And Robert Rodriguez mm-hmm. yeah. and Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Yes. Um, let's get right into it, because I kind of have a lot to say about this movie. Or I, I, I want to talk about them. I feel like I have a lot of feelings, but I don't know how to talk about them. Because um, this movie's weird. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> this, yeah, please... Be forewarned, this is a strange movie. But watch it. As with everything we watch, watch it for yourself. Yeah, I would say, I would recommend this movie. Maybe. I think so. Yeah, it's fun, I guess. It's something. Yeah. Um, Allison Anders directed Gas Food, Lodging, Sugar Town, Grace of My Heart, and a few episodes of Riverdale. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Which ones? Oh, nice. You know? I forget. Okay. Um, But, yeah. That's a nice little... Huh. Look at that. Little tie-in That's there. That's awesome. Wow. Uh, Alexandra, Alexand- Alexandra Rockwell uh, directed In the Soup, 13 Moons, Pete Smalls is Dead, a couple other small indie things with like some actors in it, but like... He's a good namer of movies. Yeah. If he's named <laughs> them, because those are all good names. Uh, In Robert- the Soup. What do you in think he would have named uh, the new James Bond movie? 
I'm I'm about to fu- I'm literally about to get into that oh, discussion uh, right now. Thank uh, you for bringing that up. Okay. Uh, Robert Rodriguez directed uh, El Mariachi from Dusk Till Dawn, Sin City, Machete, Lead a Battle Angel, Spy Kids 4D, All the Time in the World, <laughs> which should be a fucking name of a James Bond movie, yeah. and they haven't gone there yet, and I'm upset that it's not All the Time in the World. <laughs> Which, that is a good Bond name. Yeah, because it's the it's the the Bond family crest or whatever. It's the music from. Oh. Um, it's the it's the theme song from uh, Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Is hmm. we have all the time in the world. It's like. <laughs> Look at that dumb piece of shit! Wow, is that no. comfortable? You fucking take idiot? a picture of that. I am, and we'll okay. we'll upload Keep talking. it. Um, yeah. So. I don't know why <laughs> that's a funny pose that cat is in, huh? Um, I don't know why they haven't said all the time in the world for a Bond movie yet. Yeah, that's not interesting. I don't know. Anyway, I'm glad that that's sort of tied in. Uh, Quentin Tarantino directed... What's he done? Uh, Love Birds and Bondage, My Best Friend's <laughs> Birthday, the episode of ER called Motherhood. Um, he directed like a scene in Sin City, uh, an episode of Jimmy Kimmel Live... <laughs> He did an episode of CIA, CSI, uh, two, Yeah, right? two episodes of CSI, Grave nice. Dangers, parts one and two. Nice, yeah, he did that. <coughs> Fuck. Okay. Me. So yeah. he's had some moderate kind yeah, of... Yeah, he's, he's, he's kind, sort of yeah. a successful kind yeah. of guy. <laughs> funny. Um, <laughs> what's, the, what's the really funny image that was going around a little bit? It was um, Quintoning and Tarantining oh, by, <laughs> by <laughs> written and t- Directino. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Quentin and Tarantinied by written and Directino or something like that. <laughs> Uh, the movie stars a lot of people. I've narrowed it down to just a few. Mm. Um, uh, Ted the Bellhop is played by Tim Roth. Yeah, you know yeah. we know Tim Roth from um, uh, the last sign. The last sign. Yes, the last sign. The last, the last sign. sign and the last sign. It's the only movie he's ever been in. He's only been in one, and then four rooms. <laughs> um, Angela uh, is played by Jennifer Beals. Flashdance, Swamp Thing. The L Word, The Night Before, The Night Before Christmas, and My Bodyguard. Interesting. Was like her first role, I think. Um, Who's Angela? Angela was the, she was in two Two of of the segments. Yeah. Wait, which ones? The second and fourth. Okay, cool. Uh, Eva was Ion Sky? Ion? Ion Sky? I don't, I don't know how to pronounce her name. I'm sorry. She was in Say Anything, Fever Pitch, River's Edge, went to Coney Island on a mission from God, Be Back by Five. A great Holy title. Shit. Um, Hell yeah. I think that's a John Cryer movie. Oh. Uh, Chicken Night, and she was in Arrested Development. Cool. Those are some... That's a interesting uh, resume. Yeah. Uh, Siegfried was played by David Provel mm-hmm. um, from Mean Streets, Shawshank Redemption. He was on The Sopranos. And from where I know him the most from, Weird Al Yankovic's UHF. He was <laughs> nice. like the head goon in that movie. <laughs> I have I have things to say about that that segment. The, sec- the, the second? Yeah. The Siegfried? Yes. The, the wrong man or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's an interesting Comparisons. Interest. Oh, okay. I, okay. Uh, man was played by Antonio Banderas uh, from Mask of Zorro, Spy Yo, Kids, Desperado. Of, I, have you been seeing that Mask of Zorro has been getting like a, a sort of new Re-re- life? Really? Yeah. yeah. It, people are like 
relitigating that film. Is it a positive People say it's one of the best of all time, so yeah. Like, like movies? Yeah. Like, and David Sims, I think, is Whoa. a big, like, this movie's perfect. Why hey, don't people like it? I watched that movie when I was five years old. I used to watch it all the time. On a train. Yeah. Once. That's weird. And that's the only time I saw that movie. <laughs> that's really great. On my train ride to Disney World. Whoa. That's a good time Because to watch I went it. on that's a two-day cool. fucking train How, ride. Did you hate it? To di- the, the train, train ride to... No, I liked it. That sounds fun. Yeah, I was a little kid. I was on a train. It was fun. I, I played a... checkers with my grandpa. It was great. I <laughs> honestly think that uh, long train rides across the country sound like a fun thing to do. I wish I wasn't five to like experience <laughs> right. it in a different capacity, but like... But you're not five. Well, when I did it, when I was <laughs> on the train ride. Okay. I'm I w- just saying. I like... <laughs> did I say I wish I wasn't five? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I wasn't five so I could experience it again <laughs> in a different context, as though that's yeah, not but... any time other than that one. You can still do that. That's really funny. Um, yeah. I, so I watched the movie one time. I guess I gotta watch it again. I remember having fun with it. I wanna. I wanna do, do it. I wanna suggest something for you. I want okay. you to make a letterbox account. And okay. I want you. This is legitimate. I'm not making fun of you or anything. I want you to make a list of all the movies you used to watch all the time as a kid. Okay. Because I think that'd be a fascinating thing to see. Because oh, yeah. it seems like it's a lot of them that are all really weird yeah and some of them disparate yeah some of them like you talk about a lot now and some of them i've never heard you mention ever like mask of zorro i'd be really interested to see what that list would be all right maybe i'll do that uh he was also in shrek 2 and the rest of them right yeah and yeah and the who cares? Shrek, Shrek 2 is perfect. And uh, a TV movie called And Starring Pancho Villa as himself, <laughs> where he played Pancho Villa. What a great... That's wow. a cool title. List. Did you ever see uh, any Pedro Almodovar films? No. Mm. I've seen one, and it's got Antonio Banderas. Nice. And it's weird. <laughs> it's good? It's kind of great. It's also maybe very problematic. Mm. <laughs> like, it's kind of... It's genuinely fucking weird huh the skin i live in it's called okay a lot of i think i saw that on the on the list it's yeah. almost oh, i thought you said i think yeah. i saw that on the train right back <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was the train ride back up yeah. um i like how you can only watch one film on the train ride down and one film on the train ride up even though it's two days long yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it was the I, entire i film. only remember zorro being the one so i'm what sure i watched the rest of the time slept played checkers with my grandpa that's what I, that's it wow oh i played with one of those um ooh, memories are coming back i played with one of those little screens where you could like put bring the magnet to like fill in the guy's hair you know with the little iron shavings in the thing and you could just like decorate a guy's hair i understand i don't think the i've concept, ever had that but toy I, yet. I think i had that on the and that's what i did for a yeah. day 48 hours i guess i probably played game boy or something like, i don't know yeah whatever i did you can get a lot of Dean, what else did you do on that train i played checkers with my grandpa i watched zorro i might have played my game boy now this is podcasting sarah was played by lana mckissick she was in countdown recently like the movie that just came out i don't know what that is i don't know if i know that one it's the one where the app um counts down until your death Oh, so a dumb one. It's a dumb... It just came out, like, this week. I feel like I've heard of it. That's a cool, like, little... It's, like, killer app. Yeah. Taken to uh, extreme. It could be, like, a fun little Twilight Zone-like movie. It apparently isn't very good. Oh, but, yeah, that's a shame. But, yeah, whatever. It's, Most of those high-concept movies that sound like they have, they're maybe good ideas are always almost 
very bad. She yeah. she has a YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, she was also the voice of Mistress Flame in Transformers, a bunch of cartoons. Um, Mistress Flame. Wancho, Wancho was played by Danny Ver, Verduzco. Who's that? The kid, the other kid. The other kid. Uh, he's in The Crow, City of Angels. Oh. And okay. IMDb tells me he's a pastor now. Because, like, that's all he did. He did, like, this movie, The Crow, and, like, that was it. Is he repenting for all of the terrible stuff that he did in his segment? Because, um, boy, was he a bad little boy. Yeah. yeah, he was a really naughty boy in this one. He, he caused some trouble. He also got punched in the face, like, three times. <laughs> yeah. Margaret the was kid. played by Marissa Tomei. I wouldn't know who Margaret was until I, like, had to, I had to think about Wait, it. who the fuck is Margaret? She's she the was, person who answers the phone. She answers the phone uh, when, he tries when to Ted call. calls out. He tries to call Kathy. And she's on the phone with him for, like, a minute, and she's like, what are you doing? That, that was fucking... I didn't notice. I didn't I, recognize her until I read wow. the cast list, and I was like, oh, right, okay. Let's skip this part, too. I want you to get Betty on the phone right fucking now! Hold on. Anybody live your name? What's her name again? Yeah, it's Marissa Tomei. Uh, my cousin Vinny, the wrestler, Chaplin, the Spider-Mans, you know, Marissa Tomei, she's good. Um, Chester was played by Quentin Tarantino. He's an actor who was in Desperado from <laughs> Dust Till Dawn, a few episodes of Alias, uh, Planet Terror, and She's Funny That Way. Wow. Or all of his, all of his acting credits. Mm-hmm. Every single one. Uh, Norman was played by Paul Calderon. He was in Pulp Fiction, the music video for Michael Jackson's Bad, hmm. a few episodes of Miami Vice and Boardwalk Empire. Who's um, this guy? He was um, Chester's friend. He was, he the... was like the one that wasn't Bruce Willis. Gotcha. Oh, right damn it. I was really hoping oh. he wouldn't say that. You don't have it on your list. No, I, was I know. I really hoping because he's not credited in this fucking Yeah, movie. he's not credited, but he's, he's here. He's in it a lot. That was... Yeah, he's like a main character. His in, entrance in... was like amazing. Right? That okay. was so great. We're jumping ahead a little bit. I legitimately thought that that scene was going to have him in the background the entire time. The whole time. time just like complaining. Yeah. Yeah. And not have him come in to, like, to recognize that he's Bruce I Willis. I thought that that was gonna happen but it didn't it didn't that scene was cool but yeah so this movie is structured um it's an anthology of four different directors playing with four short stories over the course of one new year's eve that's a new year's eve movie hey who knew um over the course of one new year's (laughs) eve (laughs) (laughs) uh, i didn't uh following ted the bellhop on his first and presumably only it night. seems like last yeah um uh working at the as the bellhop in this hotel um the hotel is this called... movie's out of its fucking mind it's i forget what the hotel's called i think mo- i think 70 percent of the craziest craziness of this film is justin tim roth yeah part. it's just his absolute like inhuman like brain oh. is a bag full of cats performance the name's ted Yes, my mother did me the service of naming me Theodore. And I'm the cluest to how you know that because everybody who knows that is thousands of fucking miles away. Have you any idea? The faintest idea? What it's like to arrive at school and find yourself surrounded by the maladjusted? And there you stand. Little Lord Fauntleroy. Ever worn a bonnet? Give it a try sometime. So, shoot me now. Because no one is ever going to call me Theodore again. 
let alone Theo the Thumper. Poked out was he? <laughs> it seems uh, this movie, like, so, so I was talking to Dean earlier, and the way I described it is it feels like this movie is one, like, f party conversation. Like, everyone's doing rails, they're drinking, they're having a fun time, it's deep into the night. And it's and these they, four directors, yeah, right? And they're just like, what would be funny? Oh, Tim, you should play, like, an absolute psychopath as a bellhop. And they keep, like, just throwing ideas out. And somehow that is the it's crystallized in this film. Like yeah. that energy and like never left the project. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's they, what they, it feels like. Over the time it took them yeah. to make the whole movie, they didn't leave that conversation. Yeah. And then <laughs> it's, it's there. Yeah. You know, like there's no ed, uh, there's, additional yeah. thought. Nothing there's been no filter to that. Um Oh, the Hotel Monsignor. It was like an old Hollywood hotel that has sort of gone out of you favor. Think this is in the Grand Budapest universe? It kind of could be, right? Yeah, it's an old popular hotel mm -hmm. that has gone out of favor in the in the intervening years, and now they're trying to cater towards the celebrities again, and there's a big-time guy uh, up in the penthouse suite. There's a big-time Hollywood director or whatever yeah. up in the penthouse suite, and we'll get to him, but that's like a thread that I think they pepper in early and just sort of leave it. It's funny, but also like, incredibly obvious that you mentioned Grand Budapest because while I was watching this I'm like you know I've always thought about what if we did like little bits in the podcast where we were like hey if you like liked the ideas behind this movie check out this film mm. that's similar and I mean Grand Budapest Hotel yeah, right? yeah. if you like this one? movie check out Grand Budapest Hotel and it does this more movie. hotel fun yeah deeper hotel. into the world of hotel management yeah. is uh, an also, interesting little subgenre of yeah Grand Budapest Hotel is fucking incredible. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I love it. Uh, the film's animated opening credits. That was really cool. I yeah. liked it a lot. Inspired by Pink Panther. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, like very much so. Uh, it was. It features the scat song "Vertigo" -Go by Combustible Edison. I saw that. did the music for the movie but it was overseen by mark mothersbaugh yes mark mothersbaugh mm. did the overseeing of that's, the music that's how it was credited yeah was music by combustible edison oversaw by he was mark probably like a producer he probably was in the recording booth they yeah. probably did it at his studio or something and he mixed it or whatever i don't know probably good yeah. yes that's probably what he did mark mothersbaugh has like the wildest like movie scoring credits he's so good seen. yeah he scored the peewee playhouse show but didn't do the movie because <laughs> denny offman did it thor ragnarok he's done yep. a bunch i don't know what else he's done but he did the rugrats he did that's... he did um you know rushmore he did all mm -hmm. the early um anderson. wes anderson movies paul oh. w s anderson <laughs> all the anderson movies. yeah you know he oh, scored yeah. Oh, a yeah. he did the Resident event Evil. horizon Oh my god! Um, I love I love it when movies are scored by uh, musicians because I just like going down the list of what other shit they've done. Wait, hold on. I'm gonna I'm trying to 
fish out some information here. Like who did who's done most of W. S. Anderson's movies for real? Um, I don't know. <laughs> it's uh Johnny Greenwood, is that his name? Oh, you mean Paul Thomas? Paul Anderson? Thomas, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. I don't know who did I'm Paul mixed, w. I'm getting the mix up. Uh yeah, Paul Thomas Anderson. I'm you know, sorry. all the the the, the Tom the Anderson family, they're yeah. all Yeah, they're all the same. Um but Johnny Greenwood, right? Did uh, he did or Thomas Anderson. There we go. Yeah. I know he did the last one. I forget what if he did. He's uh, done a few of them. I think he probably has. I think he done There Will Be Blood, The Master. Um, he's done the last four. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? I I know. It's just his his uh music video credits. Paul uh, PTAs mm. are like really good. Mark Motherbug did The Sims two. <laughs> um, Skate three. Yeah, like what? The guy the likes Ragnarok. paychecks. I don't know. Uh, people, yeah, Rugrats, uh, Rocket Power. Um, he did the regular show. Oh yeah, I remember, I've seen his credits on that before. Uh, he crazy. did. Uh, um, he does what we do in the shadows. Yeah, the uh, show. The show, not the movie. Not the movie. Bottle Rocket, Rushmore. Um, all kinds. Of, he does a lot. He does a lot, and most of them are pretty good. Yeah, he does. He knows. He knows how to pick them. Thor Ragnarok, fucks. That, yeah. that, that soundtrack is incredible. You I think re- he's coming back for um. Love and Thunder? Oh, I Love hope and Thunder? So. I really want him to. That music, that score would fit that title. Oh, he well. did Crash Bandicoot. Oh, fuck All yeah, of those did. games. Jack and Daxter, one, two, and three. He, yeah. Yeah. Like That's he's awesome. he's a he's a prolific artist. Guy. Um I just recently I recently rewatched The War. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't have any new opinions on it. It's fine. Yeah. Um it's I think it's at the top of the bad Marvel movies list for me. Not bad, but it's at the top of the bottom tier for me. Okay. Like, it's better than yeah. the rest of those, but not especially memorable. Um, I do have to give it credit for having a fucking score that stays through the series, though. Like, it gets remixed in yeah. The Dark World and Ragnarok, but it stays. That Asgard theme stays in the franchise, and it's good. Yeah, it it's is good. good. stuff. Yeah. It just feels like it never really crystallizes to yeah. be in, like... Amazing? Yeah. But I, It's just a shame, but yeah. 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 Let's get on to the first chapter of the Four Rooms saga with Honeymoon Suite, The Missing Ingredient. Oh my god. It starts out... So, yes. This is the strangest thing about the movie, is that it's structured... Well, I have two big critiques. One, Ted the Bellhop is fucking unlikable. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Not just because of his mannerisms. I mean, if he was sort of a kooky, silent protagonist... Yeah. That would be this would that would change the movie for the better. Which he almost is in the first segment. Almost, yeah. yeah. Like he doesn't really talk in the first segment. That's kind of yeah. He's really movie. like very. He doesn't say much. And, and then when kinda... he does say stuff, he's an asshole, and I don't like him. But that's my biggest critique of the whole movie. I think. But that doesn't really. I think the only one that really struck me mostly was for the third segment and the kids. with the kids. Yeah. Because the rest of them, he's either like scared out of his fucking mind or doesn't really talk he's basically scared out of his mind the entire rest of the movie yeah you know i just wish like my whole thing is i wish he was played more as like a put upon underdog yeah than the guy who doesn't even want to be there and also is really fucking mean to everyone and also gets what he wants all the time sort of in a weird way like yeah, yeah, there's a couple weird. things it's... that could be restructured to make him more of a bearable guy to like want to root for. I think if you saw that, maybe like ramp up. Yes, but they put the fucking last segment, which doesn't have any of that 
present in it. Like the third segment is where that comes to a head, but it doesn't have a good like rising emotion, I guess. Like his yeah. his journey to complete unhinged yeah. asshole. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Especially since the first one starts with he has sex with a witch in like the first one and it's like fine for him. Like the first one nothing bad happens yeah, to no. him, yeah. really. They literally at the end when he's like, Oh, I'm gonna quit and he's talking to Marissa Tomei, apparently. And she's like, oh, that doesn't sound too bad. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, it wasn't. And it's like, well, then, <laughs> yeah. what, then yeah. what the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> like, batshit insane that this movie about a hotel dude starts out with magic and witches, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. Does I think the first two maybe should have switched. Yeah. If anything, just switched the first two sequences. Um, just maybe. because it, it, you know, the first one's a weird, oops, wrong room. Now he's in the middle of a psychosexual murder thing <laughs> yeah I kind and of... now the second one is oh he gets a little respite with the witches it's a not as intense and it's a shorter segment but see i kind of like that because it starts him off as like this is a weird job and he's kind of put off but then it's kind of fine and then the next one should have been actually it's weird and not okay yeah. and then it's like oh now he's about to blow and then it's <laughs> like oh fuck he's off the hinge now fucking kids up yeah yeah um I thought it was really funny because the animated segment included a lot of shit from the movie mm. in it, and I didn't really expect that because there is a little scene in the animated segment with, like, a witch doing magic, and I'm like, that's fun. They're just kind of showing this dude being in a weird hotel, and then it right. opens with a fucking mat. Like, they're performing a ritual that works and is never brought up again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's real witches. Uh, so Ted assists a group of unusual women with their luggage uh which he brings a group of unusual women's appears <laughs> uh he learns that they're a coven of witches attempting to reverse a spell cast on their goddess diana the ritual requires them to um and she was like an actress right uh i think who so yeah. was underserved by society she was also a witch leader so i don't know um i like how the difference between cult and witch is it's real right <laughs> right yeah <laughs> that's funny yeah um so they're all putting Madonna is one of them. Madonna. Madonna yeah. is in here. That was uh, uh what's her face? Um Alicia Witt is like the teen girl that like isn't part of the coven but like is traveling with them. Yeah. Like so there's people in that segment um <laughs> Madonna's just there. Madonna's <laughs> just one of them. Uh they all put like the whole segment is they just put stuff into the they have the little, they come up with little rhymes. Yeah. And they throw their shit into the big It's pot. like some ingredient, like some witchy yeah. ingredients. I got sweat from a guy's yeah. thighs. I yeah. got blood from a virgin. Yeah. I've got, All that stuff. I got cum. Well, nope. Don't, don't got cum. I got too hot cum. and swallowed. That was <laughs> yeah. the line. And they're all like, why would you have it anywhere near your mouth? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, le- the the main character here is uh, Eva, Eon Sky. Um, she did not get her ingredient, which was semen. Um, so she's jism. jism. Yeah, they yeah. say jism, and it's nasty. Uh, so they reminded me to... of the lighthouse. Ah, I got brought back to good memories from the lighthouse. Oh my god, that's not <laughs> continue. Uh, lighthouse was not missing any jism. Okay, Mm-mm. actually, could have used more. <laughs> I agree with you on that. It was not really quick. My only I have to actual watch this, of this movie. movie. It wasn't gross enough. It wasn't gross. No, enough. it was nowhere near was, gross enough. I was okay. expecting. Oh damn! That's a, I was expecting height like heights never before. That's like seen. the one thing I knew about the movie uh, is that it was super fucking gross, and it's not that gross. It's not that gross. So she is trying to find some jism 
for the in, for the spell. She's got she like has an like hour. an hour. Yeah, before the spell. She's goes in a away. hotel. It's not. You know. Yeah. Uh, so she goes and she gets uh Ted. Well, they Ted. call. They had already called him to the room for ingredients. I think right. Yeah, he needed to get like ginger and thyme. Yeah. And all so when he comes stuff. back, they, everyone else leaves. And she's oh, like, there's like a segment before this. It was before the, the pre. It was before the credits. Before the opening credits, uh, the old bellhop. Yeah, he like passes the mantle. Passes the mantle of bellhop to this new kid, um, and he's like, "Don't have sex with anybody. Don't do these things. Like, just just don't fuck anything up. Bye." Uh, and it's gonna be rowdy because it's New Year's Eve. Have fun. Uh, and the first thing that he does is have sex with this woman. Yeah. Uh, so he immediately rule, breaks the rule. Should we talk about Tim Roth's performance? How do we begin? I don't know. He's sort of cartoony. He's, he's rubbery. He's very exaggerated. It's like he's in a silent movie. It, yeah. He, yeah, he's playing to the crowd. Yeah, the back row. The, the back row. Uh, he's in a silent movie, but he has dialogue. Yeah. Which is weird. I feel like he should have just been a silent Buster Keaton-esque or yeah, Charlie just Chaplin's bastard. Yeah, like just but Chaplin's no. silent guy. Yeah. Again, the first segment, he almost does that. Yeah. He talks a little bit. He protests the sex a little bit. Yeah, he's like, it, oh, no, I can't. But and the then... rest of that, he's kind of just like like meek and really... How do we how do we describe with words, without audio, <sighs> without visual, like, how we're moving? Right. Because there's been a lot of wiggling and there's waggling just wiggling now, but wagg- that's not going to yeah, translate. Yeah, we're, we're wiggling and waggling. Buggy. Buggy. Yeah, he's... A drug. <laughs> a drug. Like, a lot yeah, of... he's like Bugs Bunny, except, uh... I don't know. And I feel like his characterization, if we compare him to what he is like, the character would be better if he was more like what we're describing him as. Yeah. Because yeah. the way he physically acts and the way he is written is incongruous to me. <laughs> I don't understand the choices that they made with this character. He should be a sympathetic, likable dude. Who's Again, get- this feels like a room of people trying to out-crazy the last right. thing they said. So he's not just, you know, what's funnier is he's a bastard and yeah, a piece right. of shit. No, what if he hits a kid like five times? Yeah. <laughs> but again, I think you know, his like, characterization in each of the segments is almost not is incongruous with each other, too. That's very true. Yeah, he feel- does change... Quite a bit based he's on playing, who's writing He's him. playing mannerisms similar, but yes. the character is written differently in each of the four. Yeah. So. He's like... I mean, he kind of has that, like, in the last two, he kind of has, like, a scam artist vibe going. But, like, the third one, he's like a bastard asshole. The fourth one, he just wants money. The second one, he's just scared. And, See, the fourth and the first one, one, he's, like, hapless. We'll get... I'll, ta- I'll We'll talk about... I don't want to talk about the future too much in of the segments because I do want to talk about... The fourth one and what I think in relationship to him as a character, what okay, I what I feel. Deep. Yeah. Um, so they have sex in the cauldron, he which, leaves. Is, which is disgusting because there's all other shit in there. <laughs> yeah. He leaves, uh, and then they do the ritual, and, and yeah, Diana there. emerges, and that's it's it. the end. It yep. like freeze frames cuts right. It like yeah, it so. like pauses for a second and then yeah. cuts away, and then. I, okay, so when I read into this movie a little, there were some, like, moving parts between segments. Yeah, there's like, a couple. Why wouldn't the witches thing be, like, have come up anywhere? Like, Again, the background of yeah. the scene? Again, this is, like, a weird first draft of a movie that got made. Yeah. Like, it's a weird... <laughs> it oh. feels like they're like, hey, we have a weekend. Let's make a movie. Yeah. And, like, they just rushed ahead. Yeah. It's weird. It's, it's a weird crazy. thing. Um... Yeah, like, we have a weekend, but we can't really all be, like, 
just have our actors run around to all yeah. of our different sets. You know, because yeah. there is crossover, and the one crossover that is like the most notable is the an odd one. It's just Jennifer Beals in, in two, two yeah. things. Yeah, and barely is a part of the, the one other one she's in. Yeah. The fourth yeah. One. Like, what else is there? What other crossovers are there? I think that's it. Uh, he mentions he the He complains stuff. about the stuff that Yeah, he mentions him, them. But yeah. there's no real, like... No, they oh, call... Oh, the, the, they call the guy from, from the, the second, second one. Part, yeah. The kids call yeah, yeah, that okay. uh, Sieg, Siegfried's phone. Yeah, that is... Which birth is more important to you, Eva? That of a mortal? Or that of a goddess. Will there be anything else, ladies? Anyway, uh, that's segment one. Yeah. Uh, a party guest from another room mm. calls the front desk for some ice. Um, that, he, they the people from know... that show up in a different segment too, don't they? They show up in no, the same segment. No, they show segment. up later in the same segment. Oh, that's dumb. He's like leaning yeah. out the window and calling for help and they're like, ice and like throw up on him or something. No, there's a part where he meets the guy and he asks him, he You're like right. grabs him by the face. You're right. And he goes like, oh. no or something. He's like, hey, can we get us some ice or something? That's in the third segment? I think so. Maybe. Maybe. I think you it is. Right. Yeah. You might be right. Um, yeah, so it's like, one has nothing to do with the rest of the movie, and then segments two, three, and four have some crossover appeal. And the thing that's weird is that there's no other one that has, like, a different kind of, I don't know, genre trapping. You know, like, this one's got magic and witches, and then the rest are all just, like, people being weird. And it's like, well, I don't know. If you're starting with that, maybe, like, I don't know what, but you'd think that it would also go to some different places. Yeah. Yeah, you think. You think, yeah, you think that this movie would get weirder than what it does. It starts weird and doesn't go any weirder from there. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, it's weird. Um, the mean, quality. Do you do you agree that the quality of the segments go up, like in order? Um, like it progressively does get better. For the most, yeah, I think so. For the most I, part, I don't think it's a very sharp increase. No. but I think I think the whole movie is kind of operating on the same quality level. For like me. you think the like the Quentin Tarantino segment is like the best. Yes, <laughs> like, but I don't think it's by a long shot. Okay. I really don't think. Okay. I think it, I think you're correct for the most part, but I don't think it's very high. I don't think it's like Okay. Yeah, I, I just yeah. think it's it is the best segment taken on its own. It's a, it's also the the best directed one. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like they keep getting like the first one's just kind of whatever and then the but by the time you get to Rodriguez it's a little more The second like, one had some cool the second motion, one was like pretty, motion and was angles. Cool. And I was going to ask The first one was the flattest I think made though. Maybe I can ask this later in mind. Okay. Keep it keep it in I got mind because I do want to hear yeah. what you wanted to say. Uh I don't never say it. <laughs> uh a, a guest calls and asks for ice and they don't know what floor they're on. They they're like yeah. all sort of drunk and they're at at this party. Very quiet party. It's a very quiet party, but they're all hammered, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they're just like, I don't know what room we are, but go to room, uh, what floor? Five or, f- or four? 404 or 504? So they go go to 404. In which he goes to room 404. Uh, oh. um, in which we get to the segment 404, The Wrong Man. Written and directed by Alexandra Rockwell. I don't know. What to I don't say know what's going this. on in this one. <laughs> Do you know what this reminded me of? Yeah, it reminded me of Blue Velvet a little bit. Ooh, yeah. He gave off a very uh, Dennis Hopper yeah. vibe for me per- personally. Yeah, there was. I think he, you could say. Yeah, there he was were definitely hints. channeling some of that kind yeah. of energy. Mommy, like yeah. he didn't say that. <laughs> my mommy and my daddy. <laughs> my daddy and my mommy. <laughs> um. 
Jesse Pinkman in the house. Oh, I want to watch Breaking Bad so fucking bad still. Have you seen El Camino? Yeah. Did we talk about that on the podcast? No. I don't think we talked about it. I've seen El Camino. It was good. Yeah. I liked it a lot. It yeah. was good. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. fine. I, I thought it was pretty good. I liked it quite a bit. Yeah. It made me want to rewatch Breaking Bad like the a devil. lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've thought about Breaking Bad a lot since I watched it. Yeah. It, it was really a good, fun return to yeah. that world mm-hmm. for a little brief dalliance in that style. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was just like a nice, like, a feel, it was a feel good movie, honestly. It was just like, ah, oh, this is nice to see yeah, all these guys. Yeah, which is insane because there's like five tense and shit. At yeah, least one yeah. really tense sequence. But it was just, it was just pleasant. Like cool, it was cool to get back into, like, oh, right, Breaking Bad was tense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I haven't the, seen like, like a tense time. Breaking Bad thing in a while, so that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a nice to see all the characters that came back and all the actors, like, still doing good and did you love uh skinny pete's like star trek house yeah. like the captains and first officers <laughs> yeah. oh, i didn't even notice that, that. yeah oh, that's yeah. awesome he had a huge enterprise replica like on the shelf behind him and i'm like whoa this is the best thing i've that's ever really seen cool. um yeah it was awesome skinny it, pete skinny pete should get his own show yeah skinny pete is like where's better ama- call like, skinny pete better like, pete. where's yeah where's beaver and better, pete better like the show <sighs> beaver and pete the show so um, I, it's, anyway, it's incredibly a hundred percent worth it for two moments. I think, which is the top-down shot of the apartment. Yes, which is like technically one of the coolest shots I've ever seen. Oh, when yeah. he's going through, yeah, and trying yeah. to find the money. That's yeah. amazing. I bloom like we all. It's another great like. Oh, right, Breaking Bad is did uh, brilliant. Um, he yeah. did like masterful things. And then immediately after that, one that really stuck with me was when the the um the cops, you know, yeah. were searching the house and mm-hmm. they looked like behind the chair and it's then it just comes out of the, the gun yeah the shadows oh my god it's like giving me chills thinking about it that was it's a good so it good. was a good it was well-made movie yeah. it, it was, was really fantastic it was really good um, robert forrester again i was gonna say like, yeah unfortunately yeah lost him but he gives a good performance is that his final performance or did he do it might be. one of them if not if not the then that's a fucking good one to go out on dude. yeah what a cool yeah, character from the show to bring back as like a major role in this yeah like basically one of the major characters of this yeah. movie well it's like it you got like, robert forrester yeah. yeah you know like you hired him for the end of the show and you're like well we have him yeah because he's robert forrester why wouldn't you use him he's great i also really appreciated personally i know we're in like an era of de-aging and making people look younger i thought it was amazing how they didn't care about that yeah yeah because it's honestly a lot less fucking distracting yeah than, yeah let them act you know what I mean? Terminator? Like, Dark Fate opens oh, with I heard about some that. interesting de-aging choices yeah. made. And I don't... On who? You want to know? Yeah. Spoilers for Dark Fate, maybe, Spoilers for Terminator Dark Fate. I mean, it's I, I, I kind of guess. It's but... not a big spoiler. Not really. No, because it's the opening scene. Yeah. But it's still like... You can also talk about what, I know. how the de-aging um, is talking about the spoilers. So Sarah Connor yeah. gets de-aged, and then so does Eddie goddamn Furlong into a young John Connor. Yeah. And it doesn't look... Ooh. Great, okay, and it's weird. Like a like a kid. Nineteen ninety eight, John Connor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's rough. It's okay. Bizarre. I understand why the technology exists. Sometimes I, I, for like, sometimes I think it it's weird, but I get why they did it. I kind of understand the reasoning behind like um, uh, Peter Cushing in Rogue One. Yeah. a little bit. I I get that. I wish it was used a little bit less in that film. I wish it was a little bit less of a major character, but whatever. We've we've been surviving with people playing younger versions of themselves forever. For a hundred years <laughs> yeah. of cinema. It I never once thought, ha, they're making me think it's in the past right now when I was watching El Camino. Yeah. Because um 
Todd? What's his face? Yeah. Oh, Jesse Plemons. Jesse Plemons <laughs> put on like 40 pounds. Put on a lot of weight. Yeah, he looks way older. Yeah. He looks nothing like he did in that show. Yeah. But and it yet, doesn't make El Camino worse. No, yeah. he gives a shit. It's not, not a second of that. you Because know? his performance was amazing in that movie i really was <laughs> the best scene no the best scene of that entire yeah, movie yeah. is jesse plemons driving down the street and the truck goes around him and he pulls the cord to get him to honk and no noise but he's just so innocently <laughs> stupid about it yeah he's and, and nothing he's like happens a, yeah he's just yeah. a doofus but a complete psychopath he's one of the most chilling characters yeah. i think i've ever watched yeah he's uh, yeah he's it, it's terrifying so that performance has like solidified him in my mind so much that when he pops up another shit, I'm like, I'm terrified of this dude. Yeah, well, and that's how game they night. use him too. Like, game they night? know yeah. that game night. Oh yeah. my god, uh, I gotta, game watch, night. I gotta watch fucking game fucking night. Fucking good in we game, need night. To watch game night. Game but night. But they're like, yeah, game night's good. But they are clearly playing off what he does well, which would oh, just yeah. be a creepy dude. Okay, cool. so I'm hoping he kind of breaks out of that eventually. I'm, but he's good at it. I'm watching. I'm rewatching Breaking Bad. I just decided I'm gonna do that. Nice. Soon. I'm gonna nice. do that. Ted opens the door to room four oh four. And he's confronted with a, a hostage situation. Seemingly. Where, like, a destroyed apartment, there's a guy with a big gun pointed right at his face. And Very important a, that it's a big gun. It's a big yeah. gun. Um, it's a long barrel or short barrel? <laughs> I don't know. It was a big gun. Uh, it was I'm not a gun guy. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was so good. I don't know. I'm not a gun guy. <laughs> Is that how he delivers it? Yeah. The last segment's not bad. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, there's a woman tied up. It looks like a lot of torture has been going on or something like that. Um, Siegfried uh, accuses Ted of having slept with his wife, Angela, who's over there tied up, and is Jennifer Beals. Mm -hmm. They accuse... They, like... I don't know what happens in this fucking segment. So, from what I understand, the dude... He comes in. Ted comes into the room. At the wrong moment, because they're expecting... They're already waiting, waiting for a Ted. They're waiting a for Theodore. Yeah, a Theodore. Yeah, Well, yeah. And he happens to also be legally named Theodore, and that causes a lot of confusion, I guess. Yeah, yeah they're waiting for another guy. So the wrong man the wrong steps man. in the door. Uh, and uh, it, it sort of escalates to a point where... I don't. I wasn't really paying attention no. at this one, but I, the wrong one to not pay attention to, because... It's a fake situation, like yeah. it's a fantasy. I didn't really get that until they I, like later. sexual, yeah. like it's like a sexy, a sex play thing where is she really even his wife or uh, they're know. just sort of? It, I don't think so. No, it would imply from late she shows up later yeah, that she's, she's just, just like there. Yeah, yeah, like a different person. Um, How come the real Ted never came in? Was that everything? He about- did. Oh, he did? Yeah, he did. Oh, I don't remember um, that. A dude come at the very end, who cares? Like, doesn't spoiler. Oh, okay. He, it is, it's a it party is guy. after, yeah. It's one of the party dudes. Yes. And says, where's room 404? And Ted goes, I have no idea. Yeah. And then he walks into the room that's 40, no number. Yeah. And they go, oh, Ted. Uh, oh, I thought that that was just another wrong, like, he was just. Yeah, I thought that was a different oh, te- wrong Ted. Oh, yeah. maybe. I thought he was just, like, sending some schmuck to also get fucked in, in whatever that room was. Maybe. He that's, didn't that's send him it, there. He just, he just, I don't know where it is. And the guy just walked into the room, I think. I don't think he said that one. And then they start the whole hmm. situation over again, exactly the same way that, that the bellhop right. came into. I, which, f- yeah, I could be wrong. I, I could be wrong, too. Well, didn't they not know? If it was a party guy, wasn't the whole thing they didn't know what room they were in? Yeah. They knew it was something 04? Yeah. So was, Maybe. I thought he, I thought he was just trying to find his, like another guy. the room. I guess I took them literally when the they said, room. hey, Ted, what's up? I thought that, 
maybe he said his name was Ted and it happened to be another Ted. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think there is a Ted. I think that they were just fucking around doing their weird sex thing and everyone who came in was Ted and that because that was their role play. Yeah, but then like they just what folded that into their thing yeah. that they didn't expect. I don't know. It's just weird. So uh he like sort but of I like, guess that's cool. Doesn't he like make friends with both of these people sort of? <laughs> I think yeah. Like the like Siegfried he's like okay with at the end and uh Well no he he escapes but he, kind of he he was okay with him, and then didn't he see him? He thought he was making out with her or whatever, because he was he took her taking the gag out. Yeah, oh, yeah. And then he's like, "Hey, fuck you." I thought I can trust you, and then he collapses with like a heart attack, and Ted goes into like grab pills or something, and then he goes to try to escape throughout the the very high up, which is not four stories up. It's not the fourth floor. No, it it's sure is. Way up. I re- that was a good shot when it went to the hotel. Arrow, arrow, Ted. Ted, <laughs> yeah. Ted. Yeah, it's yeah. like this is where he is. It's like really high. As yeah. he's screaming, and then that's the moment when. Because he's stuck out the window. Like, the window is, like, basically... It's a small window. It's a small window. It's basically halving him. Mm-hmm. Half of his body is outside. Half of him still inside on the toilet. He's, like, completely horizontal in the air, though, it's, right? That's a good shot. It's a fun the yeah. shot of him half outside and half inside. And then it's he, fun. he's yelling help, and he's facing downward. And then somebody from above him comes out and, like, says a word. And he, like, has to move his body around so that he's on his back now out the window <laughs> yeah. looking up out of this very high up precarious situation he's in I'm stuck in a situation here which I can possibly begin to explain but I was wondering do you think you could uh, call the police sir are you alright sir and the dude vomits on him. he says ice and yeah. vomits on him because he's from the party from upstairs right nothing gets on ted though uh it sort of like splashes past him, okay yeah and he's like, he's like oh. yeah he, he he climbs back in finishes up the segment and then we move Leaves. on he's yeah. very he's very disturbed by this though he's like put on edge i think yeah i mean he had a big gun in his face yeah yeah very important big gun now we move on to room 309, The Misbehaviors. This one was fucking weird. Written and directed really by weird. Robert Rodriguez. This, okay, okay, so... I don't know how to feel about this uh, one. This is a weird one. There, it's really weird. Some stuff is fine in it, I guess, but the, the thing I was going to ask later, which I'm going to ask now, because I was trying throughout this whole movie, I didn't know which segment was directed by which director mm-hmm. at uh-huh. this point. Um, I was trying to see if I can pick out any stylistic choices that led, led me to believe that they were. Mm-hmm. I personally didn't really didn't really i'm not really familiar with rodriguez or Quentin tarantino enough to really pick out their styles but i was gonna ask you to did you if you didn't know which segments what would give them away uh i mean it's tough because it's like once antonio banderas showed yeah. up i knew it was okay rodriguez because they're friends uh the fact that it's about kids i was like oh yeah he makes a lot of kids movies that's fair yeah uh and then tarantino's was pretty obviously tarantino I tarantino thought. was in tarantino that's what gave me it, away yeah it was, oh, no, i thought the first shot i'm like oh yeah tarantino yeah. shot this it was like a big tracking shot yeah right? it's a yeah. wide shot and the it, yeah and just the dialogue oh they're going back and forth forever over nothing yeah it's yeah tarantino. that that is what gave away tarantino for me a little oh, bit yeah no i, th- I think like writing. the first shot i'm like yeah this is definitely his because it's just like uh, super wide yeah. yeah he shoots wide and no one else the fuck really does and he just lets conversations play out yeah he did a lot of long takes which is really cool. really cool long takes um, in this one yeah it was also the longest segment right yeah i, I think, think so. so by a couple minutes at least by, yeah. not by that much but by by a little bit um yeah. it was pretty evenly divided like about half an hour for each one a little bit a little give and take yeah, i think yeah. but like um i want to say though when i was trying to minutes. figure out which segment the third one was mm-hmm. uh 
there was a moment where I was like, this has to be Tarantino. Do you know what it was? All the feet? It was all the feet oh, stuff. Oh, there's a lot of feet When the stuff. kid starts sucking on his own toe. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this the is little creeping kids me out. Fucking, there's a lot of feet moments with these little kids. Yeah. It's weird. I and thought it was Tarantino. It was really nasty. But it was, it was his best bud. Yeah, so... Yeah. Wait, um, did Robert Rodriguez direct Spy Kids 4? Yeah. Is that what you said earlier? He did. He's done, like, all of the Spy Kids. all the Spy Kids movies, yeah. That's insane. I didn't know that. Yeah. Anyway. I thought that was... That's why That's why I put it in there, I know. it's kind of weird. I was going to mention it, like, haha, and then it didn't click until now that Robert Rodriguez was the person you were talking. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Husband and wife, Antonio Banderas and Tamlin Tamita, leave for a party. They tip Ted $500 to keep an eye on their children. Sarah and three hundred, uh, then five hundred. Oh, there's they, a whole conversation there. Yeah, for like, they negotiate for, for twenty minutes. Ted is Ted's flexing for the first time. He's he's pissed off. He's like, I'm getting five hundred dollars. Yeah, he's like, I'm. I got. He's like, I got other things to do. I'm like very accent. busy. I like his accent. Yeah, it's Tim yeah, Roth. It's Tim Rothy. I know it's good. <laughs> yeah, um, he's just doing his own voice. <laughs> I liked Antonio Banderas in this. Antonio too. Banderas is cool. He was like a weird. Um, he sort of plays it like. Uh, What's a guy from um, Riverdale? Oh my God, mm-hmm. he plays I don't it like uh, you don't. You haven't met him yet. Yeah, have I? Yeah. Um, Lodge Hiram. I haven't met Hiram. You haven't met Hiram Lodge He's not in his first season. He's what? mentioned ex- extensively. He is never. He's not in the first season of that show. Is that the dad? That is Veronica's dad, dad? who's yeah. in prison. Right. Yeah. He's not in the entire first nope. season. He Are you sure not. about I that? I'm absolutely sure. Holy shit. Okay. Wow. All right. That show's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> He's but, not. So he plays like a sort of a gangster type figure. That makes me a little excited to see him. I really don't give a shit about their family bullshit, but. Oh, it. I like Veronica. To a certain extent. She, she's annoying, but I like her. She fucking pisses me off sometimes. But that family stuff I couldn't care less about. Yeah, they're get more get ready for more of that. I can't I don't really care about any of the family stuff. Like even like I like all the performers on that show in the families, but whenever they start getting into family drama, like whenever Betty and Betty's mom and Betty's dad are fighting, I'm like, I don't care. Be- uh, Archie's parents divorced. I don't give uh, a shit about. Just wait. I don't care about Jughead's family, except for, like, I like the characters. You will. I like Jughead's family a lot. <laughs> no, but I like the individual characters. Oh, okay. Of every family. I don't like when the family dynamic is a, a Is a part of it? I don't care. I like Skeet Ulrich a lot. Yeah, Skeet is really show. good in this show. I hear what he does in season three is... The, oh. He's I, fucking I, rad in season three. I don't three. understand. Um... Luke Perry is really great in this show. Luke Perry's good. He's like a great character. Um, anyway, anyway. Uh, he's like a gangster, right? Antonio Banderas, like, yeah, is sort of played so. like a like a mob boss or something like that. That's what it feels like. So he's he's uh, hiring Ted to watch over his ra- ra- rascally kids because uh, he wants to just go and have sex with his wife, right? Like he just wants to. I think they're going to a party. They're, they're going, going to a party, but I think they're like, well, let's leave the kids so we can fuck. Yeah, I think. Because the, the kids were going to come with them because at the beginning he's like trying to comb the kids' hair for like 20 minutes yeah, and they're, ripping they're, it all out. They're and... getting the kids ready. They have them in like f- nice clothes or they're whatever. They're both combing the shit out of their the, kids' hair. Yeah. The, the kids smoking and they're in front of the dad. They're yeah. Just cigarette out and start smoking again. Yeah, because um, yeah, they're going to bring the kids and then the, the his wife is like, don't you know? Are we not gonna have fun tonight? And Antonio Banderas says like a thing, and then he's like, you know what, kids, you're staying here. We're gonna have fun tonight. 
And then they leave. And, yeah. yeah. And they tip Ted to give him yeah. some money. He's supposed to check up on them every half hour. Yeah. And and cater to whatever. And he's like, I am not doing this. Uh, I'm going to yeah, look at first you. thing he says to the kids is like, I'm not coming up here. Basically. Yeah. Right. Like don't, only call, only call if it's an emergency. And then even then he doesn't follow through on that. I'll yeah. come up and put you to bed. Well, yeah. he does. He does come up the first couple times. He, ref- just... he tries not no, to. No, he does. Yeah. When they're yeah. like, Hey, there's a thing here that's bad he's like shut the fuck up yeah. <laughs> yeah he does not he treats these kids like they're dirt still coming up there right this minute and if there is not that body in that room by the time i get up there i'm gonna make you one to have a on each island they're Which... rascally they're pretty <laughs> rascally pretty rascally i feel like with it like honestly, honestly well, <laughs> i mean that goes without saying i feel like with I'm a joking. change of tone this movie would be amazing yeah right like probably. a couple changes of tones here and there this movie would be an all-timer of like a weird. It could be a good movie. Yeah, but it's I don't just, hate it. I don't hate it either, but yeah. I don't love. I don't like it. I don't all know that if I watch it again. Yeah, like, I just don't know if like, I'll. Yeah, I don't know. It could be the, the like a caper, like a madcap caper anthology film, but it's not. It's yeah. just not there, and I feel like a lot of that is tone, characterization of our lead, and. Some weird uh, feet stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and just like structure, form, like structure of like what the stories are. And whether or not, I feel like this is a thing where it's like you could easily have them add up to something more. You yeah. Know what I mean, like other anthologies, like if you're watching a horror anthology, usually it's multiple stories that are just right. totally disconnected. This takes place in the same fucking building. It could be. You know what I mean? Something at the end. That yeah. keeps referencing itself, too. Yeah, it's you like, think it could, like, actually have something a little... Like, just a more intricate kind of story could be told. Yeah. What if... Whoa. Whoa. What if the whole thing was sort of structured around... Okay, so there's a different... In place of the witch story, mm-hmm. put a different story in there. But in the background of all these stories... There's witches? There's witches doing different things, and we're not quite sure what it is. What if all the shit they need to collect is from... Is from all the different rooms. Yeah. And uh, also, in the background, we hear stuff about this Diane, who was like a... a patron of this hotel Mm -hmm. and then like at the end maybe the witch's stuff comes together they summon a god he's been been kind of flirting with the one girl who's there and and turns out don't know she's a witch yeah Yeah, like this could be a great fun movie but it's just not (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know yeah like there could be a lot of different moving parts that like seem to not be related but then at the end yeah um yeah, that's crazy. Uh, so Sarah and Wancho, they find needles. Yeah, a in, bunch of needles are flying around in, in the in the room. It smells bad. They think their feet are they keep like blaming they keep, each yeah. other's feet for the stench of like they a smell like horrific feet. smell. They, they smell their own feet. They, suck they their start. Own toes. They stuck on their toes to makes poop. a nice little poppy noise. I hate this fucking movie. Yeah. Uh, the they yeah. paint. Oh, yeah. Uh, a target on the art, and yeah. they throw the... <laughs> Needles like darts. Yeah, the yeah. needle like the darts. Uh, they uh, The kid starts watching a, a porno Porn channel. channel. Yeah. Do you know... Here, that that blew my fucking mind. Do you know who he's watching? What the video is? Blew my mind. No. Should blew I guess? Blew my mind. It's, it's credited. It's it credited. It's credits. It's like credited as like woman dancing. I forget who it is, but I knew it was like what? Because it's 
It, oh, I remember who it is. Yeah. Because her face isn't in there. Yeah. It's just the shot of her torso. It's literally her torso down mm. and her butt shaking. Which is, you... it's not naked. It's not actually. She's got like a swimsuit no. on or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Which, like, which is why I think that like, what, there's like a whole thing where the girl calls down and it's like, turn the porno channel off up here and it is off. You can't watch it. I don't think it's a porno. I think it's just no, a girl it's just like girl, like girl dancing yeah. show. Yeah, but being Do you know children. what it is? No. Salma Hayek. I, that was going to be my guess. Yeah. They were just, they were doing Dusk Till Dawn, so. She probably just yeah, poured it's really it over. Yeah, that's to who I was going to guess. Future, future Marvel. Uh, uh, yeah. I, uh, I asked, uh, this is for the patrons and for you. Do you know that Salma Hayek directs a movie in the binder? No. What movie? I forget what it is. But oh, fuck there's me. a late game movie. Oh, I can, we can figure it out. Actually, <laughs> we can figure this um so they find the kids find a cigarette they find a bottle of liquor they set the television they to start the drinking channel. It. champagne it's champagne yeah. right yeah it's champagne yeah uh but they're drinking that the kids smoking the whole time um it's awesome they call up they they find the source of the smell yeah which is underneath the mattress is a decomposing prostitute that is dead yeah um a corpse and they call ted and they're like this is an emergency this time they've been calling him for like not emergencies and he's getting frustrated and he's like if you fucking kids fucking fuck me up tonight <laughs> i got a lot of fucking things to do he doesn't though is it the funny thing yeah he's not doing anything else he's attended to four rooms this whole night yeah uh and he wouldn't it be cool if all the four rooms were sort of happening simultaneously, like concurrently, or and like you would always see him like he has to juggle through, and we only see, you know, it's a it's a non linear timeline thing, but we mm-hmm. only see them in linear sections. Right. Yeah, that could be cool. That could be pretty I, like cool. A, like a Pulp Fiction type yeah. thing. Like that would be like if, an Arrested Development season four type thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If Quentin Except Tarantino good. directed this movie. It'd be great. It'd be a great movie. Just him doing doing everything. It'd be a really good movie, I think. Um, yeah. Well, he needed an extra slot in his film, in his 10 film list to do a Star Trek film. Like, let's see why he couldn't do yeah, this. Yeah, so he didn't do this one. He said that wouldn't be an extra slot, though. No, no he I'm said saying... he didn't take this one to oh, leave it. Gotcha. So he could leave his, a slot open for Star Trek. Gotcha. Uh, he did this right after Pulp Fiction. Yeah, this is like right, this is like... It's the year after. Yeah. Probably a few months. It's just funny to me. Probably just before he started doing... No shit, because the whole end thing is about him being a fucking Holly, big Hollywood guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Dude, fuck off. Yeah, it's fuck great. Uh, so, um... He looks weird. Yeah. Ted shows up um, to the room. Uh, he starts yelling... He starts calling the dead woman a, a whore, whore. A, a dead lot. whore a lot. On the, he's calling the police, I think. And he's I like, he's like, we've got a dead whore up here. And it's like nasty. And she's well, like, the girl's like, stop calling her that. Yeah. yeah. And eventually little... sticks him with well, one of the fucking needles. So, so kind of awesome. The kids yeah. are calling him and he's downstairs and he doesn't think there's actually that body up there. But right. he sees Antonio Banderas walking through the doors with, oh, his, yeah. with his comatose wife. Yeah. Yeah. She's so drunk. She's yeah. not walking. Yeah. Or anything. He's like funeral carrying her. <laughs> right. I think this is the, my favorite part of the segment is this. 
Like, yeah. because he's running up and it keeps cutting back to Antonio Banderas just menacingly walking down the hallway with carrying this woman and I, I zooming in on his face and he's like, that's it's very bound. That's unfortunate. I don't remember that. I don't it's think pretty good. I was paying attention during it's that very, scene. very uh, bound-esque. Mm. If the, the Wachowskis, Wachowskis directed a segment in this, oh boy. Yeah, could we get, okay, who, if so, Tarantino's the, we'll keep Tarantino. Yeah, we'll keep Tarantino. What other, like, great. We, we replaced the, uh, the other. Yeah. Other three or other yeah, two? other three. I didn't really like Rodriguez's segment. Yeah, definitely the Wachowskis. Wachowskis probably can get, you know, the wrong man. They could probably do that segment better. Um, Give the wrong man to David Lynch. Let him do the blue oh, velvet. Do it, do it. Yeah, do a David Lynch in there. Yeah, they could make up new segments. Yeah, too. that's true. Yeah, a Wachowski segment, a Lynch segment, a, a Tarantino, Tarantino and uh, then Charlie Kaufman. Oh fuck! Jesus Christ! You would not. You would get high watching this film, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If the Wachowskis, Lynch, and Kaufman all made a movie together, I feel like I feel like that's too crazy because then you got Tarantino, who's, who's okay. like the odd least crazy. Out. Yeah, he's yeah, that's now kind the of odd awesome. man out. Uh, ooh, that's weird, but I like all it. Right, how about Kaufman? You ever seen Adaptation? No, that's like yeah. the one that I haven't seen. It's an insane movie. It's interesting. I saw it when I was like ten or something. <laughs> so. The brothers, quite, quite brothers. Should I do animated yeah, segment? There we go. <laughs> Less crazy. Keep going. What happens uh, next? So almost done. So they you so um. I don't know. The whole room's on fucking fire. Yeah, right? they're, 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 he's pulling on a corpse while the, well, he's punching the kid in the face. The, and the, he's got he's stabbed in the leg. Yeah. He, the kid's watching porn. He's smoking. Oh yeah, because the the alcohol and the cigarette yeah, that like he smacked yeah. out of the kid's mouth yeah. twice. Yeah, and fell under the carpet. The lit kids, the whole place up. One of the kids stabbed him in the leg with the needle because yeah. he was calling. I think it was the girl. Calling it was the girl. Was, yeah, she stabbed him. Yeah. He was calling the dead body a horror, and he's freaking out. And he grabs a hold of the the dead body's leg and at that moment when everything's on fire the kid is getting punched and drinking champagne i think yeah i think he's um, just yeah just he's chugging champagne the needles in the dude's leg he's grabbing hold of the dead body that's when antonio Banderas walks in and just looks around and what does he say he's he like, says did they misbehave <laughs> yeah it's a good ending line I yeah. so it's a great gag but i feel like we spent the whole time setting up like it was so obvious that that was going to be the yeah. end gag that I, I it mean, didn't land yeah, yeah. I, I agree it was like oh he's it's gonna, gonna show be crazy up, when he shows up yeah. Like, yeah okay but like we saw it becoming crazy and the it's not like it looks like it's a different situation it is everything that you're seeing yeah right there's not like a subversion where it's like oh if he walks in right now it's gonna look like it's fucking wild it is fucking wild. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so you. it's like <laughs> right yeah it's gonna look different like that's the joke but the joke doesn't happen other than the visual gag which we already saw coming yeah, yeah the, the gag like, is just yeah. that he didn't freak out and it's like well that's yeah, we end a cartoon of, episode. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, but yeah, okay. we sort of saw him just coming in and being like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah." It's like, okay. Uh, so that's that. Then there's a little interlude because it's not really part of like they fade out hard from the that segment. And before we get the title card for the next segment, I don't actually know who directed this in between. It might be Tarantino. I think it was Tarantino. Yeah, it feels sort of like Tarantino. For sure, yeah. I'm going to assume the interlude part was, like... This is when he was on the phone and yeah, stuff? Yeah, that's... I, 100%. You're that's, pretty sure? You you can once always... that came up, I'm like, oh, this is what he directed. Yeah. 
You can always tell when um, when the segments end. It's I think. lit like a Tarantino. Like, it just looks <laughs> more like one. I think every time the segment ends, I think everything after that, even if it's before title card, is probably directed by the next, the next one. Okay. I'm going to assume that's how it went. Okay. So we get... Um, Ted calls the boss, uh, Kathy. Or, no, tries. Ben, played yeah. by Kathy Griffin. Yes. He tries to... This is my favorite... I think this is my favorite part. He's he, on the phone. Yeah. They're playing, what are they playing? Like, Rambo 2? Yeah, they're something? playing, like, a little Contra a video game or yeah. something like that. Uh, Marissa Tomei like, answers. Marissa Tomei answers. I did not... That is, that's blowing She's, my mind. like, yeah. a buzzed out... Like, they're having a party. It's the end of the night. Yeah. It's, like, late in the night. She's lighting up a bowl in between two people playing, like... A like a... Yeah, like a video... Yeah. Like a yeah. side-scroller like action Like, four game. people asleep in the background. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, they had a party. Uh, it's... Awesome. She's like doing like this deadpan. She's doing a really funny performance yeah. in in this movie. She's doing like a deadpan, like "Hey, Ted." Like, right? She like wants to be his friend. Well, he's or like, like you that. know, put Betty on the phone, and she's like, "Who's Betty?" And it's like, <laughs> yeah. "It's her apartment." Like, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Is there a Betty here? And then yeah. Betty, yeah. It's... Betty's like, "Who are you? This is my place." Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah why'd you answer my phone? Yeah. Like, she's asking a lot of questions. Yeah, yeah, but they have a long conversation. Yeah, and it's, it's great. There was a gun in your face. Was it a big gun? Yeah, yeah, it was a big gun. Was it a long barrel, a short barrel? Yeah, well, I don't yeah. know. I'm not a What's gun the guy. difference? The difference between a thing and then a forty-four and a fifty-seven. Yeah, he's like, I don't give a shit yeah. if it's a forty-nine or a whatever. Yeah, yeah, so she he like relays the events of the night, and then yeah, he's like, oh, you know, the first thing that happened is I got laid by a hot chick, and she's like, oh, that doesn't <laughs> sound too bad, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, all right, we'll skip over that one. <laughs> uh, the next thing, it's like, what the fuck? I think he was like, yeah, that one wasn't actually that bad. Yeah, yeah. it's like this like, is so weird. Yeah. Uh, so they, like, become friends for a second. Then Betty comes on the phone, and, uh, he's like, hey, I want to quit. <laughs> I'm like, fucking leaving this shit show. Yeah, it's up here. And she's like, all right, I'll come in, like, like, it's at the end of the night. I'm sort of done here. I'll come in and, like, pick up whatever you got left. Uh, and then a, a, a buzzer, buzzer goes on. And she goes, is that the penthouse? Yeah. And he goes, yeah, it is. She goes, you can't fucking leave because the penthouse is a... Their uh, most valuable client. Most like, valuable. Just go up and do. Just bring them champagne. You'll probably just have to bring them champagne. You can do yeah. that, right? Yeah. Like you'll be able to do it. And she goes leave. into the history of the hotel at this point too. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. yeah. It used to be a big Hollywood thing, and the clientele has gone out. Now this is like the new clientele. He's a new Hollywood guy who's like here. Yeah. yeah. Imagine. Hold on. Imagine a madcap bad times at the El Royale. Yeah. Right. That's what yeah. this movie should be. Exactly. Oh my God. Just an absurd, more absurdist. Wow. Yeah. Because it's sort of even got the same like revolving structure of, yeah. of yeah. things. Yeah. This should be that movie, <laughs> but funny. A masterpiece. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, bad times isn't not funny, but like it bad, should be a bad comedy. Times is pretty funny. Yeah. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, it's yeah, like yeah, it okay, is yeah, funny, yeah. but it's not a comedy. This yeah. should just be Bad Times, but a, a comedy. comedy. I get that. Yeah. Bad Times and Grand Budapest Hotel would be a fun double feature. And Four Rooms. No. No, not really. Uh, <laughs> there was a really funny part. Hold on, before we move on. Um, it's like a little bit after midnight, right? It's not that late. It's like, because it, it became midnight in the last sequence. And yeah. he goes right down, I think, and calls the woman, probably. So it's like probably Presumably. one or two, at most. Um, when that segment, when that little interlude phone call ends... Uh, I think it's when it ends. Someone in the background goes, can we go get breakfast? <laughs> oh, yeah. I yeah. thought that was really funny. <laughs> uh, written and directed by Quentin Tarantino, the penthouse is occupied by famous director Chester Rush, played by Quentin, Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino. And his friends, which include Norman and what is Bruce Willis's character named? I don't remember. I don't know. 
Okay. Bruce Willis is there. Uncredited. Uncredited, as well as Angela from the previous yeah. uh, segment with the wrong man. Yeah, she's like chilling out. Yeah. Um. She Doesn't she open the door? Yeah, she And does. is like, oh, hey, Ted. What yeah. the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. uh, come on in, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's a long tracking shot, right? Uh, where they go, he comes into the... It's an amazing He set. comes in, yeah, to this weird penthouse that's godlike. like a 60s game show. Yeah, it's like a platform yeah, and then a lower platform with the rug and the Big TV. wall to ceiling red curtains. Yeah. Like the red lodge and shit. It's crazy looking. Uh, the black lodge. And then, uh, they're asking... They're at, like, uh, Chester's, all, you know, being Quentin Tarantino, he's just spouting movie trivia, he's doing all... Yeah, he's, he keeps asking if they've seen an episode of the fucking Alfred Hitchcock Presents or yeah. something. so they've been Jeez. talking... So that was later, because that that's very important in the plot. Oh. That's the linchpin of why they're yeah. doing the bullshit. Right. He, they ask... In the beginning... But I think they talk about it, like, a few times. They mention it. They yeah. might... I know the beginning of it is him completely, almost entirely ranting about a specific kind of champagne. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. the good champagne. Yeah, uh, he's doing all the... Crystal. 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 The, in here celebrating getting high drinking champagne drinking crystal when you crystal. say you're, when you're drinking champagne you say you're drinking champagne when you're drinking crystal you say you're drinking crystal whatever that busy ass thing is. you don't listen when you say you're drinking champagne you're drinking champagne but when you're drinking crystal you don't say champagne you say you're drinking crystal <laughs> yeah. i used to hate champagne and then i had crystal and it's, it's no more fucking bubbles in this. What the fuck? He goes on yeah. that whole rant about. Oh yeah, he's like a psychopath. Like yeah. he's like a dangerous guy, and yeah. it's, but he's not. But yeah, he's he like, plays it like he's a criminal. Yeah, but he's just a weirdo. He just felt like he played it like a fucking rich, spoiled asshole. Yeah, as opposed to like a like I didn't think he was gonna. I don't know. There was a couple like tense seats. Well, yeah, he where... seems like he's unhinged, but he doesn't. Yeah. He's just got money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's just a weirdo with money. So yeah. he's a fucking asshole who's unhinged. Uh. Yeah. Uh. uh in the background, Bruce Willis is going through a messy divorce. <laughs> like, arguing with his, yeah, like, he's on the ex. phone, like, in the other room, walking back and forth. It would have been so perfect if he only did that. Yeah. If you, like, all, the entire movie, is that Bruce Willis? Yeah, and then like, you write the credits back. to see, and it's not credited, and you're like, I guess that wasn't Bruce Willis. That'd be so funny. Yeah. I uh, get Yeah. You got he wouldn't Willis. do it, though. Nah. He Well, he, he didn't, I think he did this for free. But I'm saying, like, his face is going to be there if he's going to show up and set oh. and act. Like, yeah. He's going to want to act. That's true. So that he's, he's there. He's not going to Brad Pitt. Yeah, it. I think he yeah. did the role for free because of something. I don't know. That's pretty cool. I think though. he was, like, on the, on the yeah. lot or something that right. day. and Yeah, I think it was, like, a quick thing. Mm. Do you have a favorite, cool. uh, do you got a favorite, like, bit, cameo, like, uncredited appearance in a movie where someone did it for free? Do you have, like, a favorite one of those? <laughs> Uh, Bruce Willis in yeah. uh, Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. <laughs> what was he in that? He was like the guy that got, he was like, uh, he got killed in like the first I 10 minutes. That. Yeah. He's he was like the for... agent or another yeah. one of their like really funny. operatives. Yeah. Yeah. I really like Brad Pitt in Deadpool 2. I think that's a good one. That's a, f that's a funny one. That's a funny one. Uh, oh, um. He did it for coffee and that's the best I thing. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good uh, one. Oh, Three Matt Stooges Matt in uh, Mad, 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 Mad World. Nice. Matt Damon in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, is a good one. Not bad. Yeah, a little bit too, a little bit too, like prominent on for my. I, I like ones that are like, what was that? Brad Pitt was that Matt Damon? But I get it. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Anyway, um, what was I saying? Oh, they ask him for a few things. They ask Ted for to get them a few items: uh, a block of wood, a donut. A ball of twine, three nails, a club sandwich, a bucket of ice, and a hatchet as sharp as the devil himself. 
They they uh, they were watching a marathon of uh, Alfred Hitchcock presents, right? And there's an episode where was it Peter Laurie? Or... Peter Laurie and who else? Someone else. It was super really famous. Yeah, yeah someone else super famous. Is it not in the little description? No, I don't have That's it for stupid. some reason. Um, they were they were watching an episode where there was a challenge put up where uh, if Steve McQueen. Uh, Steve McQueen. Yeah, right. Steve McQueen. Uh, they had to light their lighter ten times in a row. And if they lost, they would get a pinky cut off. Yeah. And if the, uh, and if they win, they get the other guy's like great car. Yeah. So Chester has a great car because he's rich and all that. Uh, and they were like, hey, why don't we do that challenge? Because Norman is like, I, I got that. That's easy. Um, <laughs> I got a good lighter. Yeah. yeah, I got a great lighter. It's fine. Uh, yes. So they, yeah, so oh, they, good. so they, you know, get the block of wood, like Ted comes back and uh, has all this stuff and they get the block of wood, they got the hatchet, they get ice, blah, blah, blah. They say it's a win-win because even if they lose, they have the bucket of ice, they'll just rush them right to the hospital. They can sew them back on. We yeah, have money. It's fine. fine. So it's just a fun drunk bet that we're going to be doing. And it's like, it's played a little intense. Yeah. Well, but there's like this whole like little monologue where quentin tarantino's like you know uh i'm as attached to my car as he's attached to his pinch pinky i'm as emotionally attached to yeah. his car as he's physically <laughs> attached so to his pinky yeah i can't do it and he can't do it we need a neutral third party yeah. in order to to chop yeah 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 because they're friends and he doesn't yeah. want to do yeah. that but like you don't know us yeah <laughs> ted's trying to leave this entire time yeah. there's like a line that i really like where um they're explaining this to him and he goes i think you were fucking drunk when you made that <laughs> yeah <bet." laughs> He's like, yes, we are. Yeah. Like, everyone's like, yeah, we are. Yeah, we wouldn't all do drunk. this otherwise. Like, yeah. yeah. Bad. The girl, too, is like, come on, you've been talking about this all night. Let's yeah. Do it. Yeah, I want to see a show. Like, yeah. come on. Um, so they keep... Tarantino, like, Just offers him, like, a $100 bill, and then he keeps, like, putting more money well, down. Well, hold on, because he Ted's leaving, and Quentin Tarantino's, they're like, fine, you're allowed to leave. If you give me one minute of your time, I will give you $100. Oh, yeah. No matter what. You don't have to do it. You can do oh, it. Okay. I'll give you 100 bucks. And then he uses that one-minute monologue. To explain, like, I'll give you $1,000, and makes it so enticing that yeah. Ted has yeah. to do it's, it. It's, like, three seconds of work. Yeah. You can leave right after you chop. Yeah, for a thousand dollars, and he keeps yeah. slowly putting down a thousand dollars. It was a really good monologue. It was good. Yeah, it was, it was pretty, pretty awesome. Because um, that's another uninterrupted shot, right? And it's just yeah. him talking a mile a minute, like Quentin Tarantino is wont to do. Yeah, he finishes, and Ted goes, "Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. okay." And then, this is, and oh, then this the is so best part of the movie, <laughs> yeah, happens yeah, probably, yeah. right Easily. here, um, <laughs> which, which I feel like, really and good. this is what I'm saying. I feel like this moment. Mm -hmm. uh, made me laugh out loud the only time in the entire film. Yes. I feel like it would have played so much better if we liked Ted. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. I feel like this would be the best climax to any movie. It could even be, like, have the same structure of him. Something goes kind of wrong, but it's weird. It's not that bad. And then kind of really bad. Whoa, this is a disaster. And then finally he's expecting something insane. Insane. And it kind of works out for yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they start the, the thing. Yeah. He puts his hand well, down. It's like, they're like building up to it's it too. It's a big build up. Bruce Willis yeah. is like, I'm checking my watch and let me know when he, when it, when the minute, or that's the minute, never mind. But they're like, yeah, they're like, they're there's like, a countdown and everything. Like a countdown. Uh, and he hits his lighter. He cuts to the lighter. Super close. Doesn't light. Doesn't light on the first try. Chop and he walks yeah. out. Yeah. It's the best. It, yeah. I was 
actually I got a like like yeah, a reaction for good. me. Yeah. yeah, he grabs the money and leaves, and, and yeah, the it, rest of them are falling over themselves. Get like, oh my god, where did the finger go? Like, yeah. go get the thing. And yeah. It's pure chaos they, as he's strolling down that the long ice hallway. Bucket like <laughs> crashes onto the floor. They're like trying to. They're like, oh my god, it is chaos he yes. takes and all a thousand one hundred dollars takes the whole thing yeah he yeah. takes he takes the the money and just strolls out he does the like, weirdest dance in the hallway there too yeah it's bizarre tim he roth, like shakes his hips a lot in this tim movie. roth is his walk is planet. very exaggerated yeah yeah um but yeah like if he was and, that, and then that's the end of the movie it just sort of holds on them in the chaos well it holds on him walking out yeah going and, to the elevator yeah like yeah it's and the, just him and you hear them right the credits come up they i think they come into the shot a little like near the end uh, and they're like hectically like trying to like get yeah, shit out you of just the hear them chaos yeah. screaming yeah uh but it is such a cathartic moment you hear them chaos screaming is a good lyric dean <laughs> put that in the fucking uh Whoa. uh goddamn viper slap song (laughs) yeah you hear them chaos screaming it's fucking good so like again in this segment Mm -hmm. that is a well-deserved short story a a wonderful single it works on its own it works on its own because he talks about what happened so yeah it it totally works on its own if that was the apex of uh this guy finally gets something good and we want him to get something good, yeah, and we would, think it's gonna go terrible, and the movie just ends yeah, like that. It would be great because you thought like, you feel like there's a, gonna be a couple more minutes of this movie. Left, well, you feel right? like yeah, they're like kind of dangerous and unhinged, and they're a little, and you think something's gonna go bad, and I mean, I guess it, it does. One dude just who really was of his own choice. Yeah, so they're just really drunk. Yeah, yeah. That's like at the end of the thing, they don't threaten him ever. No, no. Just, yeah, he was not in danger. Yeah. yeah, you think he's going to be, like, coerced and pushed into something, like, awful, and nah, yeah, He nah. just chops a guy's finger off and gets a <laughs> lot of money and goes right. home. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I feel like if you were rooting for him to finally get something to, like, you know, happen, mm-hmm. you thought that there was going to be another worse thing that was coming because the movie doesn't feel like it's over. Right. Uh, and then it just abruptly cuts and he's fine and yeah. he walks out that's a really good laugh at the end of this adventure that was felt deserved the whole way through yeah though as it stands this segment alone tells that story by Pretty. itself and is sort of ruined by the rest of it yeah where i don't like this character and the tone is weird but like I this yeah i don't know yeah. I, I, it's a weird it's a weird movie it's an almost great movie <laughs> that isn't good Right, you know, it's it's <laughs> yeah. almost great, but it's not even good. Right, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. I think yeah. so. Like, it's fine. There's a lot of ups. There was a lots of times that I didn't a lot like of downs. it. A lot of downs. I would gladly watch this film again over most of the stuff we've watched in the binder so far, yeah. and even a, uh, about half of the movies we watched for the yeah the bonus episodes. Yeah, I'd yeah. say that's accurate. Yeah. Goo grade? You know what they do say in this movie, though? Mm. When they're outside the door, mm. uh, the witches waiting for... They literally say, if she's not done soon, I'm going to go in there and get her his goop myself. His goop? Mm. She says, get his goop. And I'm like, oh, that's good. Is there anything goopy in the, the witches scene? The cauldron kind of is a little goopy. It's full of shit, so maybe... I maybe think, we'll give I it a think... one star for, for goo. I don't know. Half a star? Half. I think half. For that line alone, I think. All right, half a star, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> fine. Imagine if this coalesced into 
a witch a witch goop thing at the end yeah, like, like the like whole thing is a big ritual <laughs> just bef- maybe just before the final segment and maybe the witch thing culminates and then he wants to leave yeah and then he gets one just one more thing and then it's this and he it's just leaves yeah benign thing yeah we kind of i think that's yeah. like they like yeah. play with all the ideas that are here in this movie just Put them together, and I think you have a better movie. Yeah. It'd be a really good metaphor for Quentin Tarantino's uh, supposed career, too. Culminating yeah. in a big movie that he made, and then, oh, I'm doing something small next. Yeah. Isn't that what he said? He wants to do, like, a like a almost, like, post-script movie next. A post-script movie? Oh, like a He said, epilogue? like, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is, like, his, his like, culminating movie of all his I think his he did, yeah. I think you, yeah, he did say something like that. The movie's going to be, like, Somewhere quieter smaller. and subdued. And I like, like that. And yeah. I don't want it to be Star Trek, but... He can write Star Trek, but I don't want him to direct I, it. I mean, like... You know? To me, if he has honestly, that... Honestly, I'd hard... almost rather him direct it and not write it. <laughs> I'd almost rather, like... That's true. Because someone did say, like, it's not going to be, like, Pulp Fiction in space, right? And he's like, yeah, it's exactly going to be that. And oh. it's like, oh, but that, okay. See, It's not I'm, really Star trek It's just interesting because he is a self-avowed fan of that film. Or that movie, the, the franchise. The franchise. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's a big Star Trek fan. So, like, uh, presumably he knows what makes Star Trek good and what makes it bad. He knows how to con- maybe make a good Star Trek film in his own style. And, like... I don't know, like, the thought of a dude making his last film, which is supposedly this this subdued epilogue to his entire Be the fourth entry in... Or just a Star Trek movie. Like, just any, like any franchise film is interesting, because I think that will probably be... If it's not great, it'll probably be one of the most interesting franchise interesting. films ever made. Yeah. Probably. Like, yeah. what if David Lynch may return to the Jedi? It's like that. I literally level. just don't like. I don't even care really what it is. I kind of just don't want to hear like Kirk and Spock saying "fuck." You know, like yeah. Can they just talk? I don't care if they're even given Tarantino esque sort of like back and forth. Yeah, that's like, fine. I, I just, just don't, don't want know them if I need him to, to be curse. like saying like yeah. "fuck." Like that's it. I don't know. Yeah, that's like the one thing. <laughs> it doesn't need to be give, R. Give all. Spock your one PG-13 fuck, yeah. and that would be fine. Yeah. yeah. But if they're spouting curses in that whole movie, I'm not going to like it. Like, yeah. It's yeah, just not... I mean, it's, it'll be... I don't know. You might... Yeah. might, you might but also, what it if it's not fine. them? What do you mean? What if it's like, not what them? Like, what if they... I mean, I think we've heard that it would. It maybe would be part of the Kelvin timeline. Yeah, group. that's sort of what it's supposed to be. I don't, but that's never been confirmed. They what never if it's outright a said... movie about the making of Star Trek? That would be the best. What that if it's interesting. what if it's his Star Trek movie, but it's actors playing Shatner and and, that would be and, and stuff no. like that? Yeah, that could be awesome, right? That could be awesome. that would be a really good coda for for him. Yeah, would you like it if let's say it was in, if, in the they fiction? Recreate scenes. <laughs> that would and be stuff. really cool. I would dig that a lot. But if it was in fiction, if it just wasn't, if it was just like a Star Trek movie that didn't actually center on the main crew would you care less about like his style being put in star trek what if quentin tarantino made the deep space nine movie i could see cisco saying fuck yeah i wouldn't mind if those characters cussed that would be fine okay that'd be totally fan probably like deep space nine yeah you'd hope because it's the best star trek so i'm pretty i'm pretty i'm pretty decided on that i think (laughs) deep space nine is fucking incredible Deep Space Nine made me cry two episodes in a row, Oof, and like that's... not like not a tear. I was bawling. Wow, Deep Space Nine is I'm, fucking. I'm, I'm good. excited. I'm in the middle of that two-parter that we talked about. The future one. The future. The the future one. Yeah, that the, it's their past. Yeah, it's our 
little bit of future. Uh, isn't it kind of amazing? It's kind of great. I really like it. It's weird. Like, Star Trek hasn't done that. No, it's weird. It's like a really nasty look at the future because it sucks. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's got to suck before it gets to the utopia. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. Star Trek doing that is interesting. Dick Miller. Dick Miller. Carrying a shotgun around for a whole fucking episode. It's awesome. Motherfucking Dick Miller. Uh, Anyway, movie rating out of five rooms. (laughs) Ha. (laughs) What do we give? I don't know. How long do you have that one in your back pocket, Dean? Like four seconds. Oh, okay. Good. Uh, is, is that what we're settling on? Yeah, that's fine. Out of five rooms, <laughs> I'm going to give it uh, three and a half. Wow. That's higher than I thought based on your... Well, three is good. Yeah, you said this wasn't good, but it could have been great. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm struggling if I want to give it a three or a two and a half. Yeah? I think it perfectly is... I think it's Maybe fine. Maybe it's a three yeah, directly? Uh, three. Yeah, I'm it's like it... fine. Well, two and a half is in between zero and five. So I'm, yeah. That's what I'm giving it exactly halfway. Hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's tough. It's... Three? Maybe three? Three. If I gave what's it fucking called two and a half method, yeah. then I kind of feel bad giving that, <laughs> the same. giving this a two and a half. But it we, feels correct. We were talking earlier but... about scores and how they are arbitrary and I know. don't matter. And... That's why we... Yeah. do them exactly. uh, yeah I don't know three's fine I'm gonna okay. stick with two and a half favorite scene <laughs> I mean I mean the scene there's four scenes yeah I think it's the the Tarantino one <laughs> yeah the whole Tarantino thing. segment yeah yes okay that's gonna be it um is this the end of our cycle it is the end of this current batch i guess we can we have one movie so far for the next one or one piece of media for the next one because no one else has answered us yet mm-hmm. and hopefully by the time this goes up you'll have answered us because we need to know what you want us to watch or experience i guess but yeah so that's it for our sec- uh, cycle please send us your recommendations for our next should we give out what the first one of the next one is? Because we know it? Yeah, I guess the first one we're going to be doing is the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. Suggested by... Suggested by... Rat Messiah Amy. Amy. Uh, so we're going to be watching that. Should be fun. Should be fun. I'm into it. Uh, Buffy's a good show. Uh, yeah. I hear good things. Well, I hear things. And it's Buffy. <laughs> Luke Perry's in it, right? Yeah, Luke Perry is in it. There you go. Playing Pike, the precursor to Spike. Nice. <laughs> nice he's like that that analog that's interesting if i ever make a pilot uh of a show and i know it's gonna be not the the main show my main character is gonna be pike yeah because now now it's star trek yeah now there's a president that's that's really good yeah that's really funny yeah if i know that i'm gonna have to change the the characters is that confirmed that that pike that spike is a pike is a precursor to spike in that film i think it's like the analog character that's really funny because spike doesn't show up until like the middle of season two. Oh yeah, you're right, doesn't he? He doesn't show up till pretty late in Buffy. Hmm. The first season's a little shorter, I think, than the rest of them, but I think it's a 12 episode, 13 episode season, and the rest of them are all 22. But you watch Buffy? I watch a lot of Buffy. Not all of it, but I like it. We'll talk about Buffy then. So <laughs> remember, friends... Oh, I'd like to thank Nick Vittori <laughs> for our work and Mike Wood for suggesting this episode. Yeah, thanks for doing our music. And but... our music. Um... Remember, friends, dwell well. Dwell well. Bye-bye. Well, you better dwell, motherfuckers. I'm coming.
coming up there right this minute. And if there is not that body in that room by the time I get up there, I'm gonna make one. You!